What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hey, so I'm going to do ads super quick. Uh, so check it out. Show is brought to you by TeamHoveLifters.com. Show is brought to you by TravisCrutcher.com. Show is also brought to you by my boy, Ian, from the Pixie Planters. Look, I'll give him a little more time because, you know, he's my man. Um, check him out. If you are looking to do a family vacation for the end of summer or even, you know, if you're like us and sometimes cheat and do it a little bit in the school year, uh, he's your guy. So if you're looking at Universal, Disney, either side of the country, uh, Disney Cruise Lines, other cruises, you know, Sandals Resorts, whatever it is you're looking for, check out Ian. He is the guy to he will hook you up. He will take care of all the legwork for you. All you got to do is show up and have fun. So go to TravisCrutcher.com backslash Pixie Ian to check him out. All right, here we go, guys. So I, I did that quick because I'm really, really fired up about today's show. Um, I kind of teased it on the last episode that I did by myself that there was a special episode coming this week, and I we're here. It is this week, and I am really excited about this. Uh, so today I am joined by the one and only incomparable Mitch Matthews. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Mitch, first of all, welcome to Earth. Um, but you know, he is a coach, he is a speaker, he's got a podcast called Dream Think Do that's in the point five percent of all podcasts on the planet, so kind of a rock star. Um, and above all those things, well, you know, in conjunction with all those things, maybe not above all, but um, he may not think that, but I do. Uh, he's a, he's a good friend of mine. Um, I love this man to death, he's one of the best humans I've ever had the pleasure of encountering. Um, we, I'm fortunate enough to call him my friend. We get to spend some time together every week, and we, we do a few other little business things together that I won't go too deep into right now because that's not what we're talking about. But at any rate, Mitch and I, we, we kind of go deep in the weeds on some weird stuff sometimes. And one of the things that came up recently in conversation is the notion of prayer. Um, and I know you guys are like, what, Travis? This isn't the show. Yeah, it is the show today, okay? Um, and so what I want you guys to do is is kind of just open up your mind a little bit, right? Not so much that it leaks out of your ears, but if you if you are not religious, that is fine because we try and take this from a non-religious approach when we talk about prayer. Um, and also, like, obviously we have our leanings and those bleed through a little bit in the content, so apologies. But the intent is to talk about what prayer is, how it works, um, how it's worked for us respectively in our lives and our experiences, and then, you know, just share a little bit about, like, the the benefits of it and there's some science behind it it's not all just woo woo and conjecture so at any rate i'm super fired up because uh you know mitch and i could talk about stuff like this till the wheels fall off and i'm so blessed and fortunate to have him say yes to come on and do this special episode for you guys so without further uh or any more do on with their show five four three two one zero all engine running liftoff we have a liftoff All right, here we go. So, like I said, I'm here with my friend Mitch Matthews. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm looking forward to this. I'm so excited. This was a kind of a out of the blue, uh, just hit me in a, you know, I had some space on the calendar and it just worked out and you're like, yeah, let's do it. But to Boom. get context, so people don't think, oh, these are like, you know, rando strangers just having yeah. a really deep conversation. You found me on social media somewhere. Right. Yeah. I like alliteration. This guy has two in his name. Um, <laughs> Never okay. trust a guy with two first names. That's right. the key, right? That's like, yeah. yeah. Doors Lessons for life. Suspect. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so we're actually friends. We actually know each other. We we talk on a regular basis. At least once a week, we spend some time, you know, catching up. And so, yep. And most of the time, the intent behind those conversations is to talk business stuff. And then what obviously ends up happening is we spend about thirty minutes out of two hours, really just pounding through the business. At least. And then yeah. the other hour and a half is everything else. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. What's going on with the fam? How are the kids? What's right. you know, all that? Right. Yeah. And so in. In the time we've known each other for the last couple of years, we've both kind of, so I'll, I'll get this out of the way first so people don't get all weird on us, is yes, we both have a religious leaning. Yes. It's just- a faith-based leaning. Front. Yep. Yes. A faith-based kind of thing. Yep. Um, but something that we've talked about a lot is prayer and more specifically yeah. like, you know, you and I get into the weeds on some really weird stuff, but- Oh, yeah. One of the conversations we were having a couple of weeks ago kind of revolved around the idea of like prayer regardless of faith and how important it is like to, because, you know, the way I kind of described it to you is, is my outlook on it. And then we'll just go off the rails with this bad boy. Right. Right. Just dive in. 
whatever you subscribe to, whatever yep. DE or non DE or whatever, what if it's the universe, whatever it is. Yep. When you take time to stop and intentionally reflect on a problem set with good intentions. Yeah. It is beneficial. Yeah. And so it's absolutely we like science us. actually shows that, right? It's like weird. they've done MRI scans. They've, uh, you know, I mean, literal brain surgeons are kind of catching up on the power of whether you want to call it meditation, whether you want to call it prayer, like there is a restorative effect to deep breathing and being intentional with your thoughts. And I always say it's then also throwing nitro in a really powerful engine. If you also throw an aspect of a relationship with a higher entity. I believe it's God, but it's, it's one of those that I love our conversations. Cause it's like, neither one of us are ever trying to win the debate. We're both legitimately curious. Right. Right. And right. I, I love that approach. Like to say, Hey, I think this is right. Because like, to me, you know, I've kind of like studied out a lot of the different faith backgrounds and that kind of stuff. And I've decided on a particular track because it, it resonated with me and I find it to be truth. Right. But I also like freaking love talking to people of different faith backgrounds. Cause I'm legitimately curious. Like, what does that feel like? What does that do? What is that like to, you know, believe that, you know, those kinds of things. So I love, I think what's interesting about what you're saying and and it's, we both look at it this way is you keep saying the word faith. And I think that's crucial that we make that clear. Right. All the things we're discussing, if we're, we're glomming onto a particular religion, right? Right. Faith. And faith means you don't know. And you and I right. both agree, like, if you ask me straight up, do you know that you know? Like, no, I don't know that I know right. anything, man. Like, Well, and it also takes faith right to believe anything. Like, you know, and I don't mean this dismissive at all. Like, but I actually, you know, if someone says they, they identify themselves as agnostic or if they identify themselves as atheist, like I got no problem with that. Like I'm curious about what brought them there. What are their belief systems? But that is also faith, oh, I'll right? Like I, I talked to somebody the other day and they were like, and, and again, I don't do this to debate. I could care less whether I win an argument. I'm not, I'm like legit, legitimately curious about people and what they believe. But I was like, dude, I really do think and I don't mean this in any condescending way or cute, like, or whatever, but like it takes as much faith, if not more faith from my perspective to believe there is not a God than I, than it does to believe there is a God just because like, I love, I did not do well in science, like in high school, I was not that kid, but like, since I've fallen in love with science and, you know, brain science, and like, you look at the way the eyeball is created, or you look at how the tilt of the earth is just perfect to sustain life. And it was just slightly different. I'll be record and it would be gonzo. Like the world would be done as we know it. Like, to me, it takes more faith to believe that that could happen randomly than to believe that there is some sort of creator, right? And I'm I'm a Jesus guy, so I'm, I'm totally willing to talk about that. But it's that whole thing of going, it takes faith to believe whatever we want. Because I know, like in his case, he was like, but science says. And I was like, but do you realize that what science says now, in, in many cases, in many areas, is wildly different than what science said 200 years ago? Are you and what science said 2000 years ago, right? Like, so it's like so that whole thing of going like science still takes faith, right? Because we're right. learning stuff as we go. And and that's such an important point because, you know, it, within the last, you know, thousand years, it was common practice to put leeches on your body. Right. You, like, like that was good sense. That's what rich people did right. for like the best medical treatment, right? Oh, because of a cough, better go do some bloodletting. Like, come on, man. And so <laughs> exactly. We don't know what we don't know. Nope. And, it, and exactly. that pertains to both faith and science. And I think you and I, we, we go around the horn on a lot of this stuff. Like you talk yeah. about tilt of the earth and you know, I'm a numbers geek. And so I know that tilt right. is actually 23.5 degrees. And of course so, you do. Also, and you could also shoot someone around the horn, right? Well, that's the reason I know. <laughs> but uh, I get it. The curvature, like when, when, uh, you know, your ability with a rifle also involves math. It just blows my freaking mind. So I love a lot it. of, a lot of nonsensical math. It's yeah. No, there's yeah. a lot of honor in here for that. I love but that. Spin man. drift is a real thing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about all this stuff and it, 
I, I think before, we'll dig into the prayer thing big time because that's really yeah. what we talk about. But when we when we can acknowledge the fact that you know there is science, science is a real thing. Oh yeah, we won't dive into evolution. We don't want to freak anybody out. But oh, uh, I have opinions. But yes, absolutely, you know, I, we're, yeah. we're we're in line on those as well. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but we know that these are real, tangible things, and they really exist. And so that for us, I think the notion is like. And I've thought this since I was a little kid. It used to frustrate the hell out of me when you would, st- I'll use evolution as an example. When you would start an evolution conversation in a church and everything shut down, it's like, hold on. Oh, right. There, there is a way for these things to coexist because they do. And right. I think that's the thing that we both come back to is like one, one is eventually going to explain the other and the other vice versa. Exactly. Like I, I can say, you know, I don't think that God is afraid of science. I think science, you know, is, is kind of that thing of, it is one way to explain how God might've done it. Right. So uh, it's, to me, it's amazing. And it's also the picture of humanity, right? We like, I would hope we are continually learning. I would hope that we are continually growing. So the things we're going to learn as technology advances, as the brain, as the mind, you know, progresses, all of those things. I, I would hope that some of the stuff we believe, you know, or we used to believe is now like nonsense, but hence leeches, right? Like, and again, by the way, like I literally was talking to my parents about this last night because my dad had some eye surgery and they were able to do things with a needle. He literally could not see. And I said, aren't you glad we are in an era we no longer use leeches? You know, like, I mean, legitimately, that was a conversation we had last night. And it's like, all right. But at the same time, to your point, we're going to probably look back on the surgery he had, or the world is going to look back on the surgery we had in 200 years and go barbaric, like barbaric, you know, so invasive instruments. Exactly. Exactly. And, and his, you know, for him, the procedure actually improved his eyesight dramatically, like at miracle level. So yeah, it's just wild, man. We are, we are in a conundrum and it, you know, we're doing our best to walk through it. Right. Well, I think, you know, let me ask you this thing. I think it's a good way back into it is that, so we, we both agree that we don't know what we don't know. And right. 100%. 100%. You know, we're, we're silly skin monkeys, right? So we don't know a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> right. But how important, because for me, I think it's a big deal. I, I almost always approach, like I try to anyway. Yeah. Uh, difficult because I'm a back planner and I'm a hyper forward planner. And, you know, I'm a You look player. like this super laid back dude, but you're like a visionary that's playing chess with life and you've got oh, three, man. five moves down, all that stuff. You're looking back. So yeah, yeah. You're- the whiteboard in my head. It's madness. But <laughs> yeah. so with all that, that's, that's kind of baggage for me coming into prayer because sure. I want to enter into prayer, like, like a dummy, like I don't yeah. know. That's why I'm with an open. I yeah. We don't know. And if it's, it's hard because you've obviously we're human. So we've got our biases, but right. Like, what do you do? Because for me, it's just, you know, I, I just try and like check out like, all right, dude, I, you know, yeah. Try to clear the mind. Do, right. It's like, I yeah. have no idea what the heck I'm doing here. Yeah. Or, or maybe I do, maybe I've got a great idea and I'm checking in to go, "Mm, (laughs) am I supposed to be right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So when it comes to prayer, like, I love that because, you know, full disclosure, you know, this, I am a recovering warrior, not warrior. You're a recovering warrior. I'm a recovering warrior. Um, and so like black belt ninja level fear, worry, growing up, all of that kind of stuff. My parents are great they're amazing parents, all that stuff. But some people just have a natural proclivity towards worry. And that was me. I had it. Um, And also I believe that that is an offshoot of, I am exceedingly creative. So what that means is, you know, powers for good, not evil. Right. So as a kid, a lot of my creativity was devoted towards worry, like the thousand million things could go wrong. um, All of that. So when I would move into prayer, especially growing up, like you, like I had monkey brains. Like I would be like, okay, I'm going to try to reach quiet. I'm going to try to be sublime. And my brain would be like, here's a thousand things that could blow up today. Just didn't work. Right. So one of the things that I mentioned, I'm a Jesus guy. Like I, I really, I love Jesus. Um, I, I, you know, human humanity is all screwed up. The church is all screwed up. And I believe Jesus knew that that's why he came to talk to us. And and don't here, right? and be that church is messed up rabbit hole. Cause we'll go hard. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But one of the huge things that shifted for me with prayer and you and I both, I don't know if we'll get into some of those stories, but like God has done some amazing things 
through prayer in my life, like specific guidance on business decisions, uh, specific different, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like specific prayer stuff, right? But one of the real turning points for me with prayer was when instead of feeling like I had to come into prayer perfect, like I had to do prayer perfect, like God was waiting, like there with a combination lock. Right. And once I would get the combination lock right, then he would start talking. Clipboard and bifocals. Exactly. Yeah. Like, ah, a little on the worry side today, kiddo. We're not you're, talking. You're on it. Right. Exactly. Not up to snuff. When I realized, and there is scripture to back this up, that Jesus said, I came and we are friends now. When I started to like even try to grasp that, like, I think I'm coming into this conversation of prayer saying, all right, God is an omnipotent, distant being that if I get this right, he's going to talk. If I get it wrong, he's going to ignore me and to go, wait, he's a friend. And so like, I don't like we, we get together, we talk weekly. I don't go, wait, I better say this just right. So Travis doesn't whatever. I don't do that. Right. So I'm not going to do that with God either. Right. So it's that whole thing of going, all right, God, this is me. These are some of the things I'm wrestling with today. What do you got? You know? And it's amazing because you don't, we don't do that when we talk to each other. Right. But two years ago we did. Right. Right. We were definitely like, we weren't, we were acquaintances. We had, we had mutual respect but there was a distance there. There was no relationship. So I mean, yeah, we would be much more like, calculated. The first emails I ever sent you, it was like hyper-professional. Like I was, you know, still active duty. <laughs> Trying to prove something, right? Yeah. It was, it was because we weren't, we weren't connected like we are there now. Yep. And yep. so to your point, like, cause you and I, we, we both subscribe to a very similar way of praying. We don't. Yeah. I'll out us and say that we curse when we pray sometimes. I do. I cuss uh, it up. Yep. Absolutely. When we first started in that relationship of prayer, we didn't, we had to, we had to work on it. We had to show up. Oh yeah. Just like you and I had to show up for each other. For- Some of my early prayer was King James English, you know, that was, that was, I wasn't even sure what to say. Like I was just literally trying to get that combination. Right. And I, I, I really don't believe that God was laughing at me as I did it. But I do believe he was like, saying, oh, oh kiddo, buddy. keep coming, little keep buddy. coming, buddy. Yeah, yeah. But, like, know, oh, buddy. Just like you would like, you know, with Levi, there are times where you're like, oh, buddy, you know, right. you would laugh with them. You would you would laugh from the standpoint of you're so close. Keep going. Right? right. Like, I do believe, you know, some people I know really do believe, you know, I've even heard the phrase. It's a common phrase, like make a plan and watch God laugh. It's like, man, that doesn't sound like a friend to me. You know, that, that doesn't sound like someone that I trust. And so it's that whole thing of going, okay. Uh, You know, and and I do believe that, like you said, relationship matters. And part of it is how do you get to know that God? And, you know, some of the ways that we learn about God, I think are correct. Some of the ways that we learn about God, I don't think are biblical or whatever. It's like, okay. So it's that whole thing of how do you build that relationship so that then prayer is a conversation. And I think what's interesting that you and I have both found to be true in our own experiences, yeah. um, and obviously with something like this is all we can talk about, but the the closer in relationship or just the more practice of prayer we've done, the more transparent, just like in a friendship, the more transparent you become in that conversation, Yeah, the quicker those breakthroughs come. It's, it's yeah. weird because it's like you cut through, I'll say it, my show. You cut through all the bullshit, right? And you're not, not me. <laughs> absolutely do. You're not worried about offending because let's be real. If you're, if you think you're talking to the omnicompetent creator of the universe. Right. I bet he's heard fuck before. I bet he has. Right. Like, I mean, you look at the Bible. I, I love it. that You know, like David, who is one of my heroes, because I love the guy because uh, he won big. And he lost big, like screwed up lost. at horrendous levels. Literally, but that dude, proportions. like literally set the standard for screw right. ups at the biblical right. proportion level, right? Like, but he's walking around with his mighty men who were, it said it were, it was the people that, you know, society had cast out. It was people who owed money. It was people who had done crimes and they, over the, the course of time, Spending time with David, doing, you know, a lot of things, God's work sometimes, like he, they became David's mighty men. 
like anywhere, you know, you can look at the numbers. It's, you know, started about 300, got up to 600 and more, right. all that stuff. Like they are superheroes in the Bible. Like these were total badasses. Oh yeah. You cannot tell me that crowd of dudes wasn't dropping an F-bomb, you know, the oh, Hebrew God. level of the F-bomb, right? It also says like Jesus, it would say like the religious people would get their feathers up in an uproar because of who Jesus was hanging out with, right? Like, you know, that as the Pharisees and the Sadducees were walking by some of these tables, Jesus was sitting at people were cussing it up like crazy. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Like God's not, <gasps> I've never heard that before. What I mean, not mean? Only if you're, if you're talking, you know, new Testament, right. Right. The gospels, let's not even worry about deep into the ministry where he, who he was hanging out with, like where he was going to, to preach, Let's look at the 12 dudes he picked to roll with. Right. Him. I mean, talk, talk about tax collector, color. <laughs> rebels, freaking fishermen. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I mean, they are for a fight. Yes. Right. Because they're coming to town to say some outlandish stuff. You better have yep. 12 gangsters behind you. Like, ready exactly. To right. And yeah. so I think it's interesting you bring that up because I think a lot of times, man, like what precludes people of any faith or any yeah. belief system from like really committing to the notion of like, honest transparent prayer is that notion of like i'm not good enough and right. like you're saying when you look back through and it's not just the christian bible dude any religious text is going to show you the the cosmic screw-ups end up being the favorite somehow and that's right discipline and through prayer and everything else and so that notion of not good enough though i think is what stops a lot of people from even giving it a shot which sucks because for sure with your your you're actually ahead of the game. If you think you're a screw up and you just start talking out loud, psh, you you just hit the cheat codes on getting. That's the, the example out. that Jesus gave, right? Like right. people were like, how do you pray? And one of the examples he gives is he's like, all right, two people walk into a temple. One is the highly religious person who says, check me out. Aren't you right. glad I'm here, God? And the other dude's like, I screwed up big. Like I am, I am not worthy to be here please forgive me. Please show me your love. And Jesus is like, all right, which one, which one's really talking to God. Right. And everybody's like, well, it was the religious guy, right? And it's like, no, it's the guy who's getting real right. with God. Like I I've told you this before, but you know, we go to a pretty good sized church, which is pure comedy because two weeks before we started going there, I pointed at the roof of our truck and said, we're never going to be Lutherans because uh, we had had a bad experience when we were church shopping and, uh, all that stuff. And two weeks later, we're at a big church, which I said, wouldn't happen. And we're at a Lutheran church, which I said, wouldn't happen. And it's been our church home for years, almost two decades. So, uh, just hilarious, but when the I, universe looks at Mitch and goes, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. You're, you're adorable <laughs> is what he said. You have no idea the good plans I have for you. Right. But I will stand in the atrium because sometimes my, my wife also works there. So as you can imagine, there's all, when she goes to church, it, you know, a thousand people come up and talk with her. Oh, and God, stuff. Right. And I'm married up. So it, it happens all the time, right? Like she's just the person everybody wants to talk to, but I, I will sit in this atrium and from time to time, I'll just be struck by dudes that are walking through and whether they're in, you know, nice dress attire or whether they're in work boots and jeans with paint on them. I can't help but think there's a few of them, if not a lot of them that are going, man, that was a really great message, but I don't think I'm in because I say fuck at work. Oh, dude. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and yeah. that they're thinking that somehow that line is the line that God won't cross. Like, oh, hmm, that's too bad. I, I, boy, little salty language. If we could really curb that, you know, and I think, you know, what Paul said, Paul talks about not cussing. And if you, if you really dive into what he's talking about that, like cursing is kind of arbitrary because like what one culture thinks is cussing, the other doesn't, right? right. Like it's, it's wild. So like, we're defining these things. I actually think when Paul's talking about this and somebody might lose their mind or whatever, but I don't care is I think what Paul's talking about is don't, don't do your mama jokes in front of your mama, like, 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 don't, don't use language. That's going to hurt people. I think it, 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 if you look at what he's saying, he's talking about like, don't 
use race like don't do racist jokes right, don't right. do don't use words that are going to hurt people because words can't hurt people but like he's not saying hey if you drop the f bomb god's not going to talk to you like he's saying be real be true be authentic but just don't use that crap that's going to hurt somebody's heart and it's, so, you know, that that does go back to like knowing your audience and who yeah. can communicate what way with like right Trust me, I've given 3 a.m. mission briefs before, and the F-bomb is my crutch word. It's right, a, exactly. It's a go-to because that creates a unity, right? right? Like, absolutely. But then I get in front of my in-laws, and I not a single one, you know? Exactly. Like, and being able to pull that off is, is not a challenge because you know what works where. But exactly. Just, well, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, to interrupt you, but, like, I have a podcast called Dream Think Do. I don't cuss on that podcast because right. one of my goals with that podcast is – I, you know, I kind of want it to be a safe thing for if a parent's listening to it in the car and they've got a play in, like, I don't know what their take is on cussing. Right, I right. know I cuss for, you know, uh, quite a bit. I love Jesus, but I cuss. Right. But I'm like, you know what? I want this to be safe for families to listen to together. Now I know you guys, you got an explicit rating. Look at you, oh, all, you know, whatever. Right. Exactly. But it's also because you know, your audience, right. You know, the people you want to attract, you know, the people you're talking to all that stuff. So like, oh, I really do believe there is discernment day. within that. Right. Like there's discernment the together sitting across from me that I'm talking to. She's the conversation. So it's, you know, <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm, I'm actually like, I can't believe that I'm getting on the show without Jess being here. I, I was like, <laughs> I thought about wearing a t-shirt where I'm trying to be Jess on it, you know, or something right. like that, but I'm no, I'm not cool to even do that. Like right. not even come close. Right. <laughs> so I love it because I, you, you and I have both seen this happen though, where yeah. we've, we've prayed the way we pray in front of other people. Like I can remember, during my first deployment, it was a pre-mission thing. And it was yeah. my kind of my shit was I would like, all right, fellas gather up, you know, yeah. what you, and like, I don't care what you believe. You can believe in the flying spaghetti monster. I don't care. But right. We're, we're going to just like pump some good thoughts, some good vibes in the universe. <laughs> Get this thing going. Yeah. And I, I would pray for everybody. And I remember, like, you know, I let it fly. I just, yeah. just like, I mean, I'd be like, let us go kill these motherfuckers. Like, you know, <laughs> at the end of it, one of my guys is like, I've never heard anyone pray like that. And I yeah. and like, I can't believe you would curse knowing that you're talking to God. I'm like, I can't believe I would lie to him by not. Right. Like, he knows what I'm thinking. Why would I be a douchebag and not just say it? <laughs> and try to try to be somebody different in front of him. But it's like when you've talked to your kids, like it, with Alex and Ben, if they're really just like letting it fly and you know, they're frustrated, you know, they're pissed off and they, they do that. Like they self mute or they, right. And they skip a thing. Like as, as a father, I'm always like, all right, dude, just say Back it. Up. Right. Yep. Exactly. What, what are we really talking about here? Yeah. Exactly. And that, you know, I, I do think it, there's a really important thing here is that I, I believe that God is big enough, right. To be able to handle us even being mad at him. Right. Right. And being very real. And I do think there is a line of, can we honor God and still cuss? I do because I believe that we are honoring God by having a real conversation with him. Right. Now, I'm not going to dishonor God as being, you know, number one in my life, but a part of that is and to the best of my ability. And I say stuff like that, and I don't entirely even know what it means. Like I am right. doing my very best to, to make God number one. At the same time, I have to acknowledge, I don't even know for sure what that means, but I'm exactly. doing my very best, exactly. right? Like, uh, but it's that old thing of going, um, I believe that honoring, right, and being real can go together. I think it's actually just as dishonoring to pray in a way where you're, you know, you're trying to be somebody that you're not, right? right? Trying to pick that lock. Like, I know that some of my prayers growing up were probably more, if you looked at them and analyzed them from a psychology standpoint, were probably closer to mani manipulation. Right. in relationship right, right? like i'm like i'm trying to figure out like how do i say this to god so he'll do what i want yeah versus how do i talk with god so that i can hear what he has to say like, do you know how good i'd look on this bike oh my gosh you yes know, exactly bring honor, right. glory to you on this new bike right exactly right and i love i love uh you know the great theologian garth brooks you know the song <laughs> uh, thank you god for unanswered prayers it's like you know like some of those things you go okay god God wasn't 
you know, keeping me from the thing I wanted. He was keeping me from something that would have been really bad for me. So I think that's also a part of the whole prayer conversation is like, even this morning I was, you know, praying and walking. We've got a big dog who needs a long walk every day. And we got to get that like this time of year, we got to get that done early. Cause he's wearing a winter coat constantly. Right. Um, and like literally praying. And I kind of went with, went to God in prayer. Cause we're just talking and, I, I listed out some things that I want, right? Like I would like to see happen in our business. And he's like, that's great. I love, you know, the sense that I got was, he's like, I love it. I love when we talk like this. Now, do you want to hear my perspective on that? Right, right. And I was like, oh yeah, right. That's that's a part of the prayer thing too, right? Is to go, I'll leave it my perspective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, what? yeah, only, only if you agree with me. Right, it's basically, exactly. you know, like, okay, let's do this. So yeah, I love it. But, you know, it's one of those things, too, like, and we've talked about this quite a bit is that, it's, you know, we get we get tunnel vision, right? A lot of times, because, again, we're we're silly skin monkeys and we, we only want what we right. want right now. And, all, and, and the, the, you know, social media and the world, the way it is now, does not make it any easier to not want what you want right when you want it. But right. what I found is, like, when I pray, it, it's never no. I don't ever get a hard no on anything. I mean, unless it's something that's bad for me. Right. But if it's something that's got potential for growth, I never get a no. Like, I'll get the sense of, like, you're close, but not right now. Not yet. Or, right. Or, or your idea is good. But, like, what I find a lot is, you know, and, and you know me, I'm a relatively driven person. Like, yeah, relatively. Yeah. Moderately. Uh, I'm, I'm my biggest critic, you know. But yeah, it's, it's like that. And that's why I intentionally surround myself with folks like you, because when I'm in prayer, it's like, yeah, you can go harder than that. Like you can go bigger than that. Like quit, quit being, you know, and it, I think yeah. a lot of it is stuck in, in some of your, you know, own head junk from the past, but I never get a no. It's just not right now. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think, I think that's a good clarification is that I, I really do believe that God lists out sin, not because he's a killjoy, not right. because he, you know, doesn't want us to have a good time. Um, I think he lists out some of those sins that we can understand to the best of our understanding. Because, you know, just like you teach your kid to drive, like if you follow these rules, there's a much greater chance you're going to have a safe arrival at your destination, right? right. And I, I believe that God doesn't punish us for our sins. I believe that sins have their own punishment within them. And God's trying to keep us from that, you know, like you not know, we punishment, were... but like he's trying to keep us from the pain that like sin has pain in it. You know, I've got somebody in my life that just kind of his life blew up based on some decisions he made. And he looks back going, man, God was actually trying to keep me from this. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and all that stuff. So I do think like there are going to be some no's, like you said, there's going to be some no's that are like straight up bad things for you. But most of the time it is, it's either not yet or a yes. Right. Because there's a good chance if you put that longing on your heart and it is something that's good for you, good for the world, good for your family, you know, there's a good chance God will want you to have it too. Right. Like oh, Jesus yeah. even says like, Hey, listen, you know, you guys are good parents, but God's even a better parent. So like, it's that whole thing. He wants us to have the longings of our heart. It's just sometimes are we going to trust him in the timing, right? Like, are we going to trust him in the strategies and all of that? So yeah, I love it. Trust. That's a great segue for, and we, we actually, before we hit record, we're talking about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, so this is, I want to talk about one of the byproducts of like practicing prayer on a regular basis, yeah. being intentional about showing up to that practice is that, you know, what, again, don't want to get on any particular religion, but what right, right. the heck it is you believe. Right. I think the more you do it, the more tuned in you yep. are to hearing things or, or yep. and so it, it sounds really woo woo. Like this is probably the most woo woo I'll ever get on the show, <laughs> but you and I both, we call them nudges. Yep. But we get them on a regular basis. And it's yep. one of those things that where it's like, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I can't point to it and tell you what is in charge of this thing. I don't know. I, right. know, I believe, but I, it is something telling me right. to do something. And in, in our conversation prior to this, it's happened to us a bunch of times where it, it'll stop one of us in our tracks. I'm like, damn, I need to text Mitch. Yeah. And, I, and I'll be like, dude, I don't know what what's going on or if there's anything going on. And this may be totally off base, but just breathe, brother. And I love you. Yep. Like legitimately, that was one of the most profound nudge texts you ever sent was, I mean, in that specific, you know, the breathe text is what we, you know, will go down in history for me. 
because we had a new puppy. Our dog now, who's a big dog, was a puppy. Right. And uh, on one particular night, it had been a long day of work. Uh, our puppy, uh, who basically, you know, th- he's an Akita. And I've always wanted an Akita, like for 30 years, but it just had never been the right time. We finally, it became time to get this. Dude, that whole story he is truly my is puppy. A story too. Exactly. Yes, exactly. There's a whole first story there. But uh, I'll never forget because at the end of a long day, kind of, it was one of those days where there was just a higher level of stress in the house. Right. Our, our house is pretty laid back, but on this particular day, everybody was kind of losing their shit to be perfectly honest. Right. In our own unique ways. Sure. And in this, in that soup, uh, our dog hero had chosen to go to my wife's office in our home and puke in one corner and crap in another corner. And I walk <laughs> into this mess, right? Like I am just about ready to go to bed. I am a zombie. I am exhausted. And I walk into a putrid smell in my <laughs> wife's beautiful office. And I'm like, crap. And I am about to lose it. Like I am tipping into the red zone. <laughs> like that was it. Freaking last straw. Dream dog Burn just became a demon dog. Like what is going on? And boop. I get a text, which is you and I both are not afraid to have good boundaries. We don't text late at night, but for you to text me at this odd hour, was like, what? And you're like, I don't know what's going on, man, but I just got the nudge. Just breathe, just breathe, which is pure comedy because the last thing I want to do is breathe through my nose because it's stunk to high heaven. Right. But literally it was one of those things where that was the thing that, that God worked through that nudge, because I will say in my best self. I default to prayer. If I'm getting stressed out, I'll go to prayer. If I'm getting worried, I'll go to prayer, all those things. But there's times where you're also on your last nerve, you're exhausted. You forget that's what you want to be your your default. So that's why it's so good to be in this together with other people uh, because God will work through them too. And I think that's also a beauty part of the prayer is like, we also need to be open to have God work through us. It's a little bit like, I, I didn't know this, but the Dead Sea, I don't know if you know this, but the Dead Sea has such a high level of salt content. You can pretty much lay on the water. Right. You won't, you won't, but there's also nothing can live in it. And somebody was talking the other day about why that is, why it has such high salt content. And it's because it is a lake. Like all of these, uh, the basically the sources of salt water come into this lake, but it has no outflow right right. so like most rivers like no problem but in this it is the highest concentration of salt water anywhere on the planet and it's because nothing falls you know flows out of it so i think we have to also take that same vantage point on prayer because if we think it's all just for us one we're falling short on some of the freaking cool things that are going to happen in our life because sending those texts or being able to encourage somebody or being able to do something, you know, like to help someone, especially in a specific time like that is one of the coolest aspects of prayer too. Right. Like I think it's one of the main reasons why I do it. Cause I'm like, I'm curious to see what God's going to do. So I love it that, yeah, God, I believe is speaking and is precise. And a lot of times that those can be messages for other people. And, and dude, I mean, you and I, we, we get these a lot about yeah. everything, you know, and it's funny because the, the more tuned in to whatever, whatever you're talking about, the more tuned in you are, the less time you're going to spend in my, in my experience, anyway, the less time I spend going and asking about anything or for anything, it's usually right. like, it, it's like, it's weird, man. Like, you know, I have a, a very strict routine in the mornings and it's yes. like within the first 15 minutes, it's like the the floodgates open up you know yep. like the, the communication starts it, i think you know whatever whatever it is in the cosmos that loves me is wait until i get a little bit of caffeine in me and- <laughs> exactly <laughs> he also knows how he's designed your body so caffeine is going right. to help the conversation yeah it, it's like it starts the debrief all right man here's yep. your list and it's like okay okay like and it's sometimes it's like yep i planned on doing that sometimes it's i wasn't even thinking about that but i guess i'll yep. go and it's wild if you're if you're open and you've got that open line of communication, that really transparent, authentic, like it's just me coming to you kind of communication happening. You don't have to go and ask for shit. You're just going to wake up and it's going to get downloaded. Right. And it's that old thing of going, yeah, like, of course, it's a conversation with a friend. So 
he's going to know the longings of your heart, but also going to speak to you and also know he's going to know stuff about your heart. You don't even know, right? Like I love, I actually have, if I had shoulders like your shoulders, I would show you, but I have a, a tattoo of a Greek word, which is parosis. And it's from Ephesians three, where Paul is talking about how, like, if we understood how wide, how deep, how long, how far God's love is for us, which he also, you know, in that same phrase, he goes, but it's too big for us to understand. Right. If we understood it, we would know how much God can do in and for and around us infinitely, exponentially, and infinitely more than what we could hope, dream, or imagine, right? Like that's a really big deal. But I also think like, I love this, you know, and, and isn't this a great example? Like you as a soldier cultivated a way to live your day, right? Like God sees that I believe and goes, why would I circumvent that? Right. Why wouldn't I just, uh, you know, like go alongside, uh, you know, and, and that morning briefing sounds a whole lot like probably how you started your day in the military. Why wouldn't he just go? Yeah. Travis is used to that. So I'm going to do that. Like I can do that. And I love that. And I do want to put one footnote on, I think, you know, again, sending nudges and encouragement to others is one of the best fruits of prayer, but you and I have also both talked about this big time, like do that. I encourage you to do that, but don't be a douchebag about it either. Like do not send a, thus saith the Lord, by the way, God just told me you should do this. That sucks. All of that. Like the attitude we have to take is like, Hey, I don't know if this is the pizza I had last night or the gas station burrito I had for lunch yesterday. It might be completely off, but I got this thing and I just want to encourage you. And, you know, sometimes you might mention that, Hey, I was praying for you and I got this in prayer. You know, if you're not quite sure where the person is, I, I know that God loves us so much. He's not always worried about getting the credit. Like, I don't think he's going to be like, Oh, they didn't mention me. (laughs) You know, this, this relationship's over. He's like, Hey, that person got loved on. Right. That's never a bad thing. Right. So don't throw a thus saith the Lord to people when you're sending encouragement. But at the same time, like, as you cultivate this, it's pretty freaking cool. I I think, you know, the story, I think I told you the story, but like recently, actually a mutual friend of ours, um, I'm painting a room uh, uh, in our, in our home on a Saturday afternoon, random Saturday afternoon. And God just puts this person, a mutual friend of ours on my heart. Now I knew some things were going on in her life, but I didn't know like the extent of what right. was going on. And he's like, Google Alicia keys. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, um, and then, so I, I Google Alicia keys and he's like, find the song. Good, good job. And I'm like, does she have a song called that? Right. And boom, sure enough, it shows up. Right. Like, and I, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. I don't mind saying I like Alicia Keys. I just wasn't familiar with this song, all this stuff. And he's like, just pull that link of that YouTube video and send it to her and tell her, I say she's doing a good, good job. I'm like, all right. You know, and this is not like Sunday morning at 10 15 in the right. middle of church service. This is like 2 15 on a Saturday afternoon when, you know, I'm painting a room, right? Still wearing penny loafers, obviously. Right. But- of, course, of course. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I uh, sent it to her. I didn't have anything. So I just sent it to her on Facebook via messenger. And probably, and, and I literally set it up like, hey, I don't know what's going on in your world right now, but I, I wasn't even, I, like I admitted, I wasn't even praying for you, but God put you on my heart. Right. And then he put this song in my heart, which I didn't know existed. And he wanted me to tell you, you're doing a good, good job. So I don't know what's going on, but just know that God, I believe God says you're doing a good, 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 good job. Right. Probably five minutes later, messages me back, like almost instantly. She's like, ugly cry, ugly cry. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And she was sitting there with her mom in the hospital. Her mom had just been given a terrible diagnosis. Right. Uh, she was beating herself up because she was there with her mom, but some things with her kids were needed at home. She was feeling spread thin. She was feeling like a terrible mom. She was feeling like a terrible daughter. And boom, this message comes in with somebody singing with a beautiful voice saying, you're doing a good, good job. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, not that I ever want somebody to be in that kind of situation, but to actually be a part of something cool that God's doing, right. like how cool is that? Right. Like that's freaking awesome. And I'm like, 
dude, like literally I said that to God. I was like, dude, whenever you want to flow like that, bring it, like help me to be more open to those things. Cause that's the coolest thing to be an encourager like that, you know? So we talked about this too. I I will say, cause I I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you do. This person is a, uh, She's a big critic of herself too. She needs. Uh huh. She's learned how to say attaboy. She's freaking awesome. She's, she's like badass. Amazing, but man, amazing. But yes, she is her worst critic, her own worst critic. Yeah, she is like the the queen. Uh, of- she has been in the past. Let's just say that we're gonna not put a curse on her. Like she has been that in the past. She's getting better every day. Let's just say that. Yeah. But she she's like the you know this plate spinner who's like I can take more plates. Like just- I got yeah three more plates. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. But what's crazy is like when you we say this about everything and it's going to sound super douchey and like probably a little bit trite and I'm cool. With <laughs> I'll prepare myself. Is that, you know, cause we're talking about prayer we're talking about intentionally showing up in that relationship. But the reality is like, once you get, once you get past the me, me, me side of that relationship yeah. and you really cultivate that, like when you show up for other people first, it, yep. I don't want to get into like religious blueprint prayer, but the truth is when you start out, you know, with other people's best interest in mind, it's wild how often you get more out of that than you would have, you showed up for you first. I mean, how many, hundred percent? how many times I've gotten up and it's like a, a weird connection, like from back in the yep. day, 10, 15 years back will pop into my head. And I'm like, man. And it's like, you should, you should reach out to them. Just send them an email to say, what's yep. up Check this in. This yep. forever. And then the next thing, you know, a business thing f- comes through from it or, or whatever. Like there's right. something on the back and it's like, it, but people are so damn selfish that they don't ever look at these nudges as a way. Like this is, this is something telling you, like, this is good for you. I want you to pursue, right. not just to be of service, but because it's good for you. Right. Well, it's funny. Cause like, uh, uh, I think one of the cheat codes in the Bible right? You and I are both about cheat codes. Like, all right, if I can, if I can cut the distance or if I can cut the time and get there faster, why wouldn't I do that? Right. And I think one of the best cheat codes in the Bible is right out there in front of everybody. It's, it's said almost every weekend at almost every church in a rote way, but it's what's called the Lord's prayer. Like Jesus boys came to him and said, dude, how do you pray? How do you stay so connected with God? And he literally lays out this prayer that we now call the Lord's prayer. Most churches pray it in a King James fashion. So it totally neuters the power of this thing. It's freaking amazing. There is so much wisdom in it. Like you don't even have to be a Jesus person to go. There's a lot of wisdom in that, like freedom, like freedom in that. So like to your point, right? Like I had a conversation yesterday uh, with someone, you know, going to partner with on with something. And she's a total Jesus person and she's got a great business and we're working on some things together and all this stuff. She goes, man, this was just a firepowered meeting. She's like, we got so much done in 45 minutes. And I said, let me just tell you, I said, uh, you know, I've been diving into the Lord's prayer. And I said, you know, Jesus says, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Like, like heaven on earth. I said, this is the kind of thing that I, I think he wants for us all the time. Right. right. Like we both were coming at it from the standpoint of honoring. We were both coming at it from the standpoint of trust. We are both coming at it from the standpoint of really saying like, Hey, these are the people we're going to serve. And yes, we'll make some money from it, but isn't it going to be awesome to serve these people like that? I think is a, a picture of what Jesus was talking about saying, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Let, let, like, let this, this thing that we're doing be an outpost of heaven. Right. right. Let it be a, a like a base camp of heaven. Let it be something that is legitimately a curiosity to people, not in a way of we're trying to win a debate that what we believe is right, what you believe is wrong. You got to believe what we believe. No, let it be so compelling that people are like, I will take two scoops of that. I don't know what it is. I don't know which team jersey I have to wear. I'll just take two scoops of that. I think that's like God is all about us being loved and, you know, loving him. He's not really worried all that much about team jerseys. Hey, hey, oh, I, I don't think at all. Right. Um, but what's interesting is like the, you know, I hate the word servitude because I think it's, it's misconstrued a lot of times. Um, but you and used, I, yeah. Oh, in, in the worst possible ways, but it's funny right. because you and I, um, we were recently doing some training together and yeah. um, the, the topic was like, we were talking about like speaking and how to, you know, do the calls to set up to, to get the gigs and stuff like that. And 
almost every question that was asked were like, yeah, well, you know, you, you serve them, you're, you're serving them and you're showing up to serve them. And like, you're trying to give them the best possible thing. And it's, yeah, it was weird because you and I have taken this notion of servitude in massive air quotes, because we don't like the word that much. Right. But we've taken that and inculcated that into like pretty much everything we do. Right. And it's almost like it, it's, it sounds really bad, but it's like, this shit's easy when you do it that way. I mean, this, well, life- it's amazing, right? Like it's that old thing of going, okay, I know I've got a relationship with God. I know that God loves me. I love him. I believe that God is going to take care of me, which means sometimes he's going to keep me out of certain things. I think sometimes he might even call me into certain challenges, right? Because like, because it's what I need, or it's because I got to go fight that dragon or whatever it is because the world needs it, all that stuff. Right. But I know, I mean, I think one of the biggest things is to know that you're not alone, right. To know that God's going to be with you no matter what. And it's a little bit like, um, you know, when you get into that, all right, I'm going to serve God. It's a little bit of, and this, I mean, we're kicking the doors on everything that could potentially offend people, but like you get into some of the language in the Bible around, uh, like a, a woman, like a wife should serve their husband. Right. Right. But it flips it. Like everybody points to that verse. Nobody, nobody talks about how later it's like clarified that the man should serve the woman like Jesus served, you know, like meaning we give our lives. Right. But it's one of those words, like when you're absolutely in love and, and really treating each other, not like in some perfect, like rainbows and butterflies and little birdies landing on your finger while you're singing on a date kind of stuff, but like in real deal ways, you want to serve. Right. Like, like I, like I made dinner last night, not because like, it's my time to make dinner. Like I made dinner. Cause I'm like, you know what? This would actually help my family. This like, uh, you know, this would help Mel was working late. She had a long meeting, all that stuff. Ben was going, you know, all the stuff I was like. And so I find myself, and I will say there are days where I, I'm like, Oh, I've got to make dinner. Nah, nah, nah. But last night my heart was in, I want to serve because right. I want to show them. I love them. I love them, all that stuff. And I think that, you know, our relationship with God is the same way that if we are actually connected and in a friendship, if we're in a relationship with God, like, of course we want to serve. And like you said, like what's wild about that is you don't want to do it from the standpoint, you know, to the best of our ability. We don't want to make decisions of I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Like, you know, kind of, I have definitely had checkbook faith in the past where it's like, you know, I'll make a debit and I'll kind of be watching for God to make a, you know, similar level credit, you know, like I'll serve you in this way, as long as you did this, like I'll do this as long as I get a new client out of it, you know, whatever. Like I had to throw that away and say, all right, like that's not relationship either. Right. No, it's not, relationship it's not praying like Anthony Hopkins, you know, in signs of lambs, like quid pro quo, you're not doing that with God. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Wild, man. Like, you know, your, your dinner analogy is perfect because like, that's, that's one of my favorite things on the planet. I, I know you cook all the time, right? Like yeah. 95% of the dinners I cook them, right? Cause that's yep. jam. Cause I, that's one of my favorite ways to serve my family. Yep. But what's to another point that you were making, like it, so much of it revolves cause it's not quid pro quo. It's not this for that, that you have to come into it with good intentions. Yeah. You have to expect good intentions. And this is, yeah just as true for everyday interpersonal communication as it is prayer. You know, for example, like I'll I'll dime us out right now. Uh, We didn't have been together in April and we were a little toasty for a couple of days afterwards. And it was one of the first events we had done together. Yeah. We had, we hadn't worked out some of the the business kinks. Yeah. Especially right after. Right. Absolutely. And we got our wires crossed over something silly and we, you know, it was quick. It was a quick turnaround of like, respectively going, sorry, I'm a douche, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you have to anticipate good intentions. It's like with, with Jess, something I was talking to her about last week is, you know, in a relationship, whether it's with you and God or you and anybody else is that if, if you're asking me for something, yeah, I don't want to get pissy about it, no matter what it is. Like, I have to realize that if you're asking, like for the silly example I use, it was, you know, it was late at night and I'd gotten up to get something out of the kitchen and she was like, Oh, can you get whatever for me? And, and, you know, douchebag is like, your legs broken. You get up. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I am tired here. I'm going to get one thing. Yeah. But that ask isn't because 
she can't get up and do it herself. That ask isn't because she doesn't have the ability or know where the thing is. That ask is, this is how I need you to love me right now. Yep. And I think if we can keep that in mind with everybody that we're working with, right. That are, are having an ask, you know, it, the intention behind the ask is this is how I need you to show up for me right now. And yep. maybe, maybe you're not going to do it exactly the way they need it to be done or the thing that they envision, but can you help them with their espoused intention? And that's the same way. I think yeah. when you approach prayer, the way that we do is, you know, I've got an ask and yep. he may not answer it the exact way I've got it in my mind to do it, but he right. knows the intention of my ask yep. and is going to fulfill that intention. Yep. And it's a big deal, right? Like, and I think that's something that what's wild about that is some people, you know, they grew up with great relationships. They grew up with people who honored them. I've seen movies about trust, right? Exactly right. (laughs) They, they grew up with a great dad or a great mom. And uh, so like, it's not a leap for them to actually hear God be called father. Right. Like for them, like, like, cool. That's awesome. I get that. Like a loving father, a trusting father. Like I could get that. Right. Whereas there's a lot of people who hear this and I know, you know, uh, one of them. Too, yeah. right? exactly that whole thing of man talking, you know, hearing God, one of the names would be father that can like ping the crap out like, of oh, it. Right? Oh, oh, the motherfucker want to fight. Exactly. Just- right. Like, Oh yeah. He's going to like, yeah, exactly. So right. it's that whole thing of going, this really does take, it, it is a relational thing. And not to say that, like, I, I've literally said, hey, listen, you know, a lot of people will call God, you know, especially when they talk about the Trinity, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, right? Like, I will literally say, hey, if you need to take that one name and, and lay it down to the side, because right. God's got a lot of names like, you know, Jehovah Jireh, you know, uh, Jehovah Rapha, like there's, there's a uh, Yahweh, like that right. is the most used name. Like it's that old thing of, if you have to lay that down to say, Hey, listen, Lord, because of my relationship with my dad or because my relationship with this person that hurt me, man, I don't think I can call you father yet. I don't think I can we're, call we're you talking about yet. Like it predates language. Right. Exactly. Like, Like, I I mean, there are some cultures that don't even call it by name because they, they believe it's too holy to say. What I love is that like in that same prayer that Jesus was saying, you know, the, the Lord's prayer, like he did something that blew freaking people's minds because he was talking to Jewish people at the time. And most people that were Jewish at that time would not even verbalize God's name. Like they wouldn't even write God's name, but he specifically said, uh, you know, when you, when you pray, pray, well, he used the word Abba because he was talking about the Swedish right. musical group, of course. No, of course, he was saying Abba, <laughs> which is the, the Hebrew word. It's the most intimate of words, like daddy, like daddy. When you pray, pray, daddy, let your kingdom come. You know, talk to me about your will, let your will come. It was like that blew freaking people's minds. And I think it still does. So it's that old thing of going, all right, that, you know, if Jesus is saying that's what God thinks about us is he he wants us to know he is trusted, that we can sit on his lap, whether we feel like we got our shit together or not, and just talk with him and lament or bitch and moan or say, hey, Lord, what do you got today? Or who can I encourage today? He's good with all of it. Um, that's, uh, that's some of what I believe. And, and it, 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 I, I will say, you know, that's the thing is like, I never debate people. Like we've talked about, I, I just want to live a life like as true to what I believe as possible. And it's messy and it's imperfect and all that stuff. But I'm like, man, if that sounds great to you, then let's talk about that. And, right. and, you know, let that grow because I do believe that God loves freaking everybody to their cores, right? Like, I'm like, let's talk about that. I, I am not concerned what you call yourself. I don't think God is either other than he says, hey, you're my kiddo. I love right. you. And, and that's good, right? So, yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things like when, when you give the example of Abba and all that is yeah, I, I use the uh, universal noun, the sure. most powerful pronoun on the planet. That's dude. Um, <laughs> you drop it. Yeah. I think the I love example it. of Abba there is, is important because it's like, what, what are you comfortable with? 
Yeah. You know, like, and, and language isn't going to offend. And it's one of those things like, you know, it kind of, it will kind of wrap up the whole notion for us, I think a little bit, cause I know yeah. we've got to wrap, but is what I would encourage folks to do. And then I want you to give your last round of encouragement. Even okay. though, are you, are you okay at encouraging? You know? Oh that? my gosh. No. What? Okay. Huh. Um, is I'll look at my notes, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Which is a blank page. I got nothing. Quit, <laughs> quit squabbling over how someone prays, right? Quit yeah. squabbling and and losing your shit over the verbiage they use, right? Like where they do it, how they do it, who who they say they're praying to. Quit worrying about that. Yeah, like, just worrying about whether they are, and are they doing it with the right intentions. Because that's one of the craziest things. And you and I have both experienced. I've experienced, I have lived and walked shoulder to shoulder with people of all different faiths, yep, all different backgrounds. And I know that when we can put that part aside and just go, are you praying? Yes. Are you praying with good intentions? Yes. Fucking rock on, dude. You're golden, you know? And, and I've yeah. ever seen a situation that people like that to my left and right that we ever failed because we were in alignment with our intentions, yep. with how we were, you know, going into it with our, with how we were looking at the damn universe. Right. I think that would be my last encouragement to folks is quit getting wrapped up in the minutia of whom and what words they use and, and all that stuff. Just, just brain dump that for a moment. Right. And are they praying and how are they praying? Well, yeah. Well, I, I would just add on to that. To say, isn't it, I think one of the, I mean, it's such a great example, right? Because I think that, you know, I believe Jesus came to heal the world, right? Um, and ever since, people have tried to make different team jerseys out right. of all of it, right? He did not come to give us team jerseys. Uh, he came to help us know how much God loves us and to walk that out, right? And even in that Lord's Prayer, it's like, Lord, help me to forgive and help me to walk in your forgiveness, right? And it, it's actually helped me to walk in your forgiveness and help me to forgive others, which I think is a huge dose of quit getting caught up in what everybody else is freaking doing, right? Right. So like, I do think like there's a lot of people that sit down to pray and to, to draw close to God and go, but what what is that person doing? Or are they doing it right? And all that stuff. And I think God's like, kiddo, you're adorable. Don't worry about them. Let's you and me talk. Let's right. you and me talk. Right. Don't worry about anybody else. Like, let's just you and me talk. And I know, like, you know oh, some do, people, I say like the pastor at church. Look, right. hot shot. neither does the <laughs> pastor when he's being honest. Okay. Right. Exactly. And it's that old thing of like, there are a lot of different ways that you can hear from God. I really do believe that that, that prayer is one of the great conduits, but in some ways, one of the best ways to know is that God speaking is to also learn a little bit about what he said in the past to go, all right, is that in alignment with what God would say? Because sometimes the crap we hear is like based on negative emotions or negative experiences. So like, we'll hear a lot of criticism and go, wait, is that God? And it's like, well, is it right. loving? Is it kind? Is it, is it corrective? Meaning not like you're an idiot, but to go, Hey, kiddo, you touched the stove. Did it hurt? Let's get that wound taken care of. And now let's go and try something different, right? Like all those things. But, you know, I also believe that you can hear from God, obviously, hopefully through a pastor or through a teacher, all of those things. But I also believe like I hear from God all the time in movies because oh, that's yeah. kind of one of the ways that we talk, right? Or a piece of art or, you know, a, a piece of music. And yes, like I do love some Christian artists and some worship music, but sometimes, man, I hear from God in what most people would consider not religious right. music, but you're like, oh my gosh, that person's heart is hurting and they found a way to heal. And like, isn't that beautiful? And I think so, you know, it's, it's a little bit of like what, what was talked about in the shack. It's like, I believe God looks at them and go, Oh, I love that person. You know, I right. just, I love right. that artist. I love that, you know, musician, all that stuff. I think that's what God's heart is. And especially if we're not focused on what other people's junk and we focus on our own, that, that gets us a long way, man. We, you know, here's the deal. Like we not only could, but have gone much longer than this. Yeah. Right. But I know. That's why I just finally looked at the clock and it was like, Oh, I thought it'd been 20 minutes. <laughs> But I think, I think, you know, leaving it on quit, 
quit worrying about other people's junk that man, yeah talk about a reoccurring theme in our respective lives right right so yeah i well I, that's the thing we're both coaches right so we are like part of our day job is to help people with their junk right yeah. so i think that's a really great example of like we can get so buried under other people's junk. So I know for me, prayer is a, a key way to help others. But at the end of the day, to also say, hey, Lord, if there's anything on me that's right. not mine to carry, also just help wash that off. Like whether you want to show me or whether you just want to do it, just wash that off. And that's not saying good written person. It's just sometimes people's junk can get on you. It's not your fault. It's just a part of how humanity works. So that could be a core prayer too, is like, Lord, whatever I'm carrying, that's not mine to carry. Whew, would you wash it off or take it? Yeah. Good to go. Well, the right. Yes. sticky place with stuff like that. And for some folks, like, you know, you you're in the role. And so you've got to say the things and talk the way. Right dress the way and do all we're lucky we can you know i put on sleeves today because i'm feeling fancy whoa i am honored right Um, like but you didn't want to intimidate me but so many people are stuck in the half (laughs) of life yeah sometimes prayer is the only time they can be themselves and not worry about so you know if for if for no other reason besides that give it a shot man because it's right you're one time a day where you can just have diary of the mouth to someone who actually gives a shit Yep, exactly. God actually is looking forward right. to you talking to him. Right. Like that's the thing. Like there are so many people who believe, uh, I'm not going to talk to that person. I'm not going to call that person. I'm not going to text that person. They don't want to hear from me. God always like when you call, God looks at his phone is like, Oh, I'm taking that call. I no, love this exactly. person. You know, like exactly. that's, that's how he looks at your text. He looks at your phone calls in that way. Like he's answering that he's not ghosting you. He's answering that. That's, I believe that that's, who God is and how he works. So I love it, man. I, I love this conversation. So thanks yeah, for the honor to come on hey, your show. Thank and, you for agreeing to do it on such short notice. Heck uh, yeah, man. Oh, obviously. So, all right. All keep up the good work. Brother. Talk soon. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. So like I said, up top, uh, we did our best to be impartial to, to keep biases out of this. But uh, obviously when you're talking about matters of faith, like it's very difficult to, to keep it totally sterile. Some of that's always going to bleed through a little bit, but Hopefully the takeaway for you was the notion of like what, what prayer is like kind of our take on it and kind of how it works in our lives and how, how we've seen it, you know, produce great results in our lives. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's about intentionality. It's about showing up. It's about, you know, it's, it's a skill, man. Like be real, like prayer is a skill. It takes practice. You got to show up uh, for you to, not that you're going to screw it up, but it's one of those things like the, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. Just like everything else, right? Just like muscle memory stuff with push-ups and fitness and shooting and you name it. Um, so that was the intent was to get you guys kind of, kind of get the wheels turned on that. If you've never tried it, just give it a shot. Like I said in, in the show, like I think I referenced the flying spaghetti monster. Google that because that's real. Um, but, you know, give it a shot. If that's what you subscribe to, great. But as long as like, you know, you're showing up with the right intentions, that intentionality is so important. Um and, and be open to hear a response, you know, like, because you never know, right? And that's the other thing, like, you never know. So it's worth a shot. I, I can tell you it's paid huge dividends in my life um, in ways that I never thought possible. Hell, I'm, I'm sitting here doing this for a living, talking to you guys, which is just freaking amazing. So uh, that is a result of it. We, Mitch and I could have probably sat there and given you guys 8,000 different examples, but um, we wanted to keep it on topic and, and kind of talk about some of the uh, the skill side of it, some of the nuanced stuff, some of the ways that we do things. And so hopefully that gave you a, a little more freedom in your approach. If you're one of those folks that's always been like, oh, I can't because I'm not good enough. Yeah, fuck that. Stow that nonsense. Yes, you are. Uh, just do it as you. Just do it exactly as you, and that is going to be perfectly fine. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, do me a favor. While you're done listening to this, head over and check out Dream Think Do podcast with Mitch Matthews. I'm telling you, if you want to get inspired uh, you want to be encouraged. If you want to hear some wisdom and do more of what you're on this damn planet to do, I highly encourage you to check out Mitch's podcast. It's freaking amazing. Um, and he's just a total rock star and one of my favorite human beings, like I said. So again, totally stoked that he was on the show today. Really stoked that you guys listened to it. Hope you guys took something away from it and I will talk to you next time. 